On episode 338 of Nintendo Switchcraft, we've got a Nintendo Direct coming before E3. Pokemon Detective Pikachu unseats the Avengers, and Microsoft is looking for information from you about Minecraft. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Stick around. everybody nintendo switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on tuesdays and thursdays at 3 p.m u.s eastern and on saturday at whatever time i can get to it tune in live over at twitch.tv slash run jump stomp this episode of switchcraft is brought to you by mikey b play and get switchcraft and my other content ad free for as little as a dollar by heading on over to patreon.com slash run jump stomp Paperboy from Mindscape for your Nintendo Entertainment System. I know I said that it comes out on Tuesdays and Thursdays and uh, Saturdays, but Thursday's episode. Now, right now, this is Tuesday. I'm recording this on the 14th of uh, May, and Saturday, uh, Thursday, I have to work late. I don't know how long the meeting after work is going to go, so I don't know what time the podcast will be. Uh, I'm just happy that I'm able to give you guys fair warning for once because most of the time when I have to work late, it's a surprise. And uh, I I just uh, tweeted out afterwards. Speaking of which, if you don't already follow me on Twitter, make sure that you head on over to twitter.com slash runjumpstomp so that you can get all of the the up-to-date news and stuff like that. Uh, we'll, We'll talk more about Twitter in a little bit. Let's start off today's episode with some surprising news. Well, it surprised me anyway. Uh, I figured since Nintendo had announced that uh, their their E3 plans, uh, which are you can find if you go to e3.nintendo.com, uh, you can find out more about their E3 plans there. In fact, let's let's go ahead and recap what we what we've already heard. Uh, that June 11th at 9 a.m. Pacific, uh, 12 p.m. Eastern Time is the Nintendo Direct for E3 2019. And uh, we know that that has has something to do with software, not hardware. They've been very specific about that, that it was something about hardware. And I assumed that when they announced that they were doing that direct that we wouldn't really hear much from Nintendo between now and then which always kind of worries me as somebody who does a podcast about Nintendo because I always worry that there's not going to be content now of course I can make my own content by talking about uh, things about Nintendo that either a I really like or b are bothering me or hearing things from the community uh, about like what you guys like to talk about so I can always do that there's always third party stuff to talk about as well and there's always of course rumors and speculation leading up to E3 and I figured okay I'm really going to have to rely heavily on that because they announced this June 11th thing I think a couple of weeks ago uh, I th- figured I'd have to re- rely heavily on news uh, I'm sorry rumors and speculation but Nintendo th- is throwing us a bone. They're they're going to tell us a little bit more about their plans, uh, not for E3, and that is uh, we've got a new Nintendo Direct. The Nintendo Direct is coming out tomorrow on 
uh, May 15th. That is at 3 p.m. Pacific time and 6 p.m. Eastern time. And you might be wondering, okay, well, what is it that they're going to be talking about? Well, you don't need wonder no longer. Super Mario Maker 2. We've got a direct for Super Mario Maker 2 coming out tomorrow, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, I think... As long as I have to make sure that it uh, goes along with the rules, but I think my plan is to try and stream it tomorrow at my Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, so we can all watch it together and like I can react and we can talk about it afterwards. It'll be a short stream, so you'll have to make sure that you're there right at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern and you can convert that to whatever time zone you want afterwards, but... Uh, Mario Maker 2 is giving, or or we're getting a direct. Now, this is a very, very good thing. And why is this a big thing? Or why is this an important thing? It means that they're not going to waste time. And uh, I hate saying that. I I don't like that I said that it's a waste of time. Because I'm excited for Super Mario Maker 2. Um, but it means that they don't have to spend time talking about that particular game at E3, which is coming out relatively soon. I think Mario Maker 2 launch date, uh, I think it's in July. Um, Initial release date is is June 28th. Uh, So June 28th, like you don't want to release that information at E3 with the game coming out right afterwards. I think you want people to start to, to get people excited ahead of time and get those pre-orders done, especially before all this other summer stuff is announced, uh, which is going to get announced at E3. So I think it's a good thing that Nintendo is going to give us a Direct that's uh, more than a month before the the game comes out, and roughly a month, because today's the 14th, so it's a little bit less than a month before E3. That'll give us a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, this E3, pre- or E3, this Nintendo Direct is going to be about 15 minutes. And I think that if the Nintendo spent 15 minutes of their E3 uh, Nintendo Direct on Super Mario Maker 2, that would tick off a lot of people. Not because people don't like this game, but because people want to hear about stuff that's coming down the road a little more. Even if Nintendo doesn't tell us anything about Super Mario Maker 2 between now and June 28th when the game releases, I think most people would probably be okay with that because it's a little tiny bit over a month. It's like 40 days until the game releases. And then we'll just be able to play it and figure out everything on our own. So you you don't want to you don't want to take up time at E3 to talk about something that's about to come out. At least I think it's a good move that they're pulling that out. Now, what surprises me about this the most is that they had planned on talking about it for 15 minutes. There must be some pretty good stuff in this direct if they're going to spend 15 minutes on Mario Maker. Now, I'm sure that they will show, like, here's how you build a stage, but a lot of us have already played Mario Maker, so showing us that isn't super important. Like, we already kind of know how to build stages. The difference is... Before we had a, um, now we have a capacitive touchscreen. Before we had a pressure-sensitive touchscreen on the Wii U, and that's how we would make our our things, our, our uh, levels, is with a stylus. And does that really make sense with 
you know, with the Switch, which has a capacitive touchscreen. So now you got, you got to have a special kind of stylus, and it's not just a piece of plastic that's pointy on one end. Um, I don't know that that's worth really spending time on. Um, what what do what do I think that they might talk about? Now, I think that they'll probably talk about uh, Amiibo support. Like that's something that was heavily used in uh, uh, Super Mario Maker 1 on the Wii U, it used um, Amiibos quite a bit. Uh, So what you could do is you could scan in an Amiibo and it would replace the sprite for Mario with the sprite for, we'll say, Sonic or, you know, Bowser or whoever. Like you could use a sprite from, like if you look behind me, I've got a bunch of uh, Amiibos. It supported pretty much every Amiibo that had already come out at that point. And we haven't heard if this will support Amiibo at all. I'm, I'm, you know, fingers crossed that it will support Amiibo. This is something that Nintendo has done pretty consistently. I, not every time, but pretty consistently. They have supported Amiibo in their titles going forward. So every time a new title comes out and they're like, okay, and this is how you can use this Amiibo with it. And this is how you can use this Amiibo with it. And it's not every Amiibo on every game. But with Super Mario Maker 1, they used a lot of Amiibos at the time. and I th- Or Amiibo, whatever the plural is of Amiibo. I think it's just Amiibo, isn't it? Anyway, so I anticipate that we'll probably get some kind of, um, of Amiibo support. I would be very surprised if we don't get any Amiibo support. I think that that would be uh, very, very bad. All right, what I want more than anything else, though... I really, really, really want a version of Super Mario Brothers 2 in this. So for those of you that don't know, there were two versions of Super Mario Brothers 2. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 2, which came out in Japan, and when it finally came over to the U.S. on the Super Nintendo, it was called The Lost Levels. Um, that game was was basically run in the Super Mario Brothers engine, and they just made more levels for it. Uh, and they didn't bring it over to the U.S. originally because they thought that it that uh, Western players would think that it's too unfair. There was a lot of randomness to it. Like, you would have wind blowing, and in the middle of your jump, the wind would stop, or in the middle of your jump, the wind would start. And that would change how far you could jump. And so you would die, and it's really not your fault that you died. Uh, they had things that would, they had a lot of blind jumps where you didn't know where the other end of the ledge would be. And, you know, a, a lot of people, myself included, would say that blind jumps are generally bad game design because you can't tell what you're supposed to do. And so the only way to figure it out is to attempt it and then see the failure and then come back and do it. Now, I'm not saying that failure in a game is bad because, you know, that's how we learn things. But when you have no shot at getting it the right the first time, except for just dumb luck, that's just bad game design. Uh, so Nintendo determined that, that 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 version of Super Mario Brothers 2 was too difficult. But they wanted to bring something to the U.S., so they took another game that they were working on called Doki Doki Panic. Featured four characters. Uh, They were in like this dream world. And they said, okay, well, we'll just replace the sprites of of, uh, the Doki Doki Panic characters with characters from 
Super Mario Brothers. So they had Mario and Luigi, of course, and then they added Toad and the Princess. And they each had, they each controlled in their own way. And instead of jumping on enemies to kill them, you could jump on enemies, ride them around, and then pick them up and throw them at the enemy or at another enemy, which was really cool. And a lot of people really, really like Super Mario Brothers 2. I think it's a fantastic game. And we really haven't seen Nintendo do anything with this in ages. And I would absolutely love it if we, if they had that as a mode in the game, kind of like they have different physics for different ways that you play the game in Super Mario Maker 1. Like, you have different physics for how Mario jumps when you are in 8-bit Mario mode as opposed to 16-bit Mario mode as opposed to the new the new Super Mario Brothers mode. All of those have slightly different physics. And because it has different physics, it plays differently, which is really cool. Super Mario Brothers 2 is a vast departure from all of the other Mario games. So I would adore I would be very, very happy if uh, Super Mario Maker 2, you know, if they brought that in and gave you the option to build levels, you know, bring in some of the bosses like Birdo and Wart. Uh, Wart like Bar- Bowser wasn't even in the game. You fought like some frog, uh, some king frog at the end who was allergic to vegetables, which is crazy. Um, it, that's what I'm hoping for. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. Uh, I, I I highly doubt it because, again, Super Mario Brothers 2 was so vastly different from every other Super Mario Brothers game that adding it in would be kind of weird. So uh, I did post earlier on Twitter, and I haven't looked at this yet. I wanted your predictions uh, for Super Mario Maker 2, uh, the Nintendo Direct that we're getting, and I said I would read them on the show. So we've got a few here. Um Croc Mitao says Xenoblade Chronicles X on the Switch. I'm not sure if they understood the question or not uh, because I'm talking about a Super Mario Brothers thing. But, you know, Nintendo does from time to time. They have a... What's the uh, word? that uh, They'll have like a little surprise at the end of a direct for one thing. Usually I feel like that's uh, reserved for smash brothers stuff so okay here's my dream for this direct they bring in the super mario brothers 2 thing and then at the very end they have wart as a playable character for smash brothers how cool would that be uh so i i don't know about the uh xenoblade chronicles x on the switch i definitely want that but i don't think that we're going to hear about that at a mario maker direct um carl Liz Whiskey, Liz, 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 Lizuski. Sorry about the name, Carl. Uh, he says Mario Maker as a hidden Mario Kart Maker as a hidden Easter egg. So maybe are are you saying like DLC for Super Mario Kart? Or I'm sorry, for Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, where you can make a track. That would be super cool, without a doubt. Uh, Chris Becker, who's at Super Nintendad. He says, Nintendo Switch Mini, uh, co-op, sharing levels and picking levels to play later from Nintendo Switch Online app. No Amiibo support, sadly. If I'm wrong, 
about that. We'll see a construction Mario Amiibo. That's a really good idea, construction Mario Amiibo. I don't think that we're not going to have Amiibo support for this game. I think we will. I think the way it'll work is you scan in an item, and then once it's scanned in, you can use it uh, whenever you want. Because it's a portable system, you want to be able to take it with you wherever it is that you go. So, like, at home, I scan in my Amiibo, and then it unlocks that Amiibo to be used later on in the game without having to scan it in again. Kind of like... I feel like there was a game that did that, Skylanders. Yeah, I think my son has Skylanders for the Switch, and it allowed you to scan in a Skylander, and then you never had to scan it in again if, unless you wanted to. I think that that would be cool. I, I love the idea of a construction Mario Amiibo. I would buy that, and I would definitely put it on that that shelf of awesome behind me. Uh, that would be fantastic. Uh, Eric Walter, I'm going to like that. Uh, Eric Walter said Mario 2 DLC will drop soon after launch. And they said clarification. May Whoops. Let's, I'm going to put my camera lens down so that I can stop dropping it while I'm playing or talking. Um, they said uh, clarification may only be skins for Mario or a few enemy sprites, not an entirely new game mechanic. I'm trying to decide if I would be happy with that. If just having the the new sprites would be cool enough. And I don't know that it would whet my appetite enough for me to be happy. Because I really want to be able to play like you can in Mario 2, where you jump on the enemies and pick them up to throw them. Or pull vegetables out of the ground and throw them. I think that would be fantastic. Um, Kid Whimsical says, I predict Mario Maker 2 will be awesome. And I have to agree with that 100%. So I am very curious as to what you all think about uh, Mario Maker 2. Now, if you listen to this today before it, you can obviously make your predictions. And if you are listening to it afterwards, you can uh, give your thoughts. You can uh, tweet at me at RunJumpStomp. Use the hashtag Nintendo Switchcraft because I have other podcasts and it'll make it easier for me to figure out which podcast the uh, the comment is for. Uh, tweet your thoughts about the Mario Maker 2 Direct uh, to me and I will share them on the show on Thursday, uh, which will, again, just a reminder, will be a little bit late because I have to work late. All right, let's talk about Pokemon. Powerball! Or we'll talk about Powerball. Um, Pokeball! I guess that's what he should have said. But uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu has outperformed... Well, not outperformed. It's finally, like, Avengers Endgame was, you know, every week was just nailing it every single time. And finally, it got knocked off the top spot by Pokemon Detective Pikachu. And that's not really what I'm here to talk about, but I'll tell you that it grossed an estimated 103 million internationally since Wednesday. Uh, The international total stands at 112 million. Global stands at 170. I don't really know what the difference is between international and global, uh, maybe international is every country except for the U.S., and then the U.S. is included in global. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. That's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the movie. And uh, don't worry, I won't spoil anything for the movie. Um, I had a very busy weekend. 
Uh, Friday, I recorded an episode of Run, Jump, Stomp. I had one of my podcasting heroes join me on the show. It was Scott Johnson. If you haven't already subscribed to that show, go subscribe to Run, Jump, Stomp at runjumpstomp.com slash shows and uh, listen to that. We had a really good conversation about loot boxes and uh, you know his thoughts and my thoughts about the PlayStation event that we just uh, got to watch last week. And then I re- I was going to I went to Comic Con on Saturday. I took my family to Comic Con for the Ottawa City Comic Con up in Canada. Uh, took my family to that, and because I was going to be gone all day Sunday, uh, Friday night, I also recorded an episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. It was pretty light on content because there was like no time from I recorded on Thursday and then I recorded again on Friday. So it was really short. It was my ideal podcast length of about 20 minutes, which I'm already past for this episode. So sorry about that. Um, And then so then we got back on Saturday and then Sunday was Mother's Day and my wife wanted to go see uh, the Detective Pikachu movie. Uh, for Mother's Day is like a family thing to do together. And we did that and ate ice cream, which I'm still, you know, feeling the effects of down there in my old belly. Uh, you know, pants are a little bit tighter after that weekend. But um, let's talk about the Pokemon movie. It's really good. It's really good. It's fun. I mean, is it my favorite movie of all time? No. Will I buy it? Sure. Uh, it was really, really fun. I enjoyed it. It had a good story. Uh, Ryan Reynolds did a great job voicing Pikachu. I, there was a lot of funny moments that I really liked. Uh, Everybody was afraid that he was going to Deadpool the hell out of this thing. And he just didn't. He, he, he played the character the way I feel like it just fit perfectly. I know there's people who are like the idea of a Pikachu that talks is ridiculous, Okay, that's fine. They they explain why in the movie it makes sense, and it was just a lot of fun. So if you enjoy Pokemon at all, then you're going to want to check out the Detective Pikachu movie because it's really enjoyable, and uh, it, it's, it, it's not Avengers Endgame, that's for sure, uh, but it's fun. And if you haven't watched it yet, you should. Now bring the arcade experience home because your vision is our vision. ColecoVision. Mike, Microsoft wants to know about your vision. They want to know what you guys think needs to happen to Minecraft. This is a post on the Reddit forums. Uh, if you don't know, Reddit is like a forum for everything. And the community ma- manager at Mojang, who is owned by Microsoft, uh, posted this um this thread on the uh, Nintendo Switch subreddit. Uh, They said, hi, folks. First, thanks so much for all of your comments on the original post by uh, username Atomic Kittens Attack. I love that that username. That's a great username. Uh, They said, as they have provided us with additional important information, just to clarify, we're talking about Minecraft on Nintendo Switch, the game that is just called Minecraft, not the game that is called Minecraft Nintendo Switch Edition, which is an older version of the game that they ended up getting rid of, which was very confusing as to why they did it that way, but okay. Uh, They said, uh, and the original post, actually, I suppose I should go to the original post. The original post uh, is basically saying that 
there's a lot of glitching and locking up for Minecraft on the Switch, and it's taking a long time to load, and people were getting sick of it, and they posted a bunch of stuff on Reddit, and uh, Mojang said, okay, well, let's pay attention to what they're saying and and, uh, take that into account. Uh, So they said, thank you for all of those posts. Then they said, on Friday afternoon, we played an internal 1.12 build, and a fellow team member joined me on an Xbox One. I was the host, so the Switch was the host. They said that they played for over an hour on creative in a busy village with a lake full of fish nearby. I tried a number of different activities and maintained around 60 frames per second the entire time. No crashes, no lag, hooray. Now, we still have more testing to do, but I wanted to give an update to um, basically for us. Uh, it would really help if anyone who is experiencing issues with performance on Minecraft to comment and let us know the following. So if you are playing Minecraft on the Nintendo Switch, again, not the one that was discontinued that was Minecraft Nintendo Switch Edition, just the one that is called Minecraft. If you're playing it and you're running into issues, they want to know what you think. They need to hear, uh, they, they need your feedback. And if you want the game to be awesome, then that's the kind of thing you do. You give feedback. All right. So they said, these are the things they want to hear about. Are you playing on the cartridge version or on a digital version? Do you have any mods or resource packs or texture packs installed? And if so, please list them. Approximately how many worlds you have saved on your Switch if you're playing single player or multiplayer uh, with you joining another person's world or multiplayer with somebody joining your world or playing on Realms. Uh, What is around you and what are you doing when you notice the most lag and anything else that you think might be helpful info for them? Uh, Then they said, thanks so much, blah, blah, blah. Don't, Don't send them DMs. Just reply to this thread. So if you want to help out and make that game better, all you got to do is tell them what the problems are that you're running into. And if you follow the link in the show notes, you will find this link that will take you uh, to this post and you can reply to it and let them know what the problem is so that it can get fixed. And I know that there's people who are saying, well, they already shipped this game. How come they're running into all these problems? Shouldn't it be worked out already? And to those people, I say, when you're working on something as complicated as a video game, you need a very, very large pool of people to test things for you. And I don't know. Most consoles don't really give you a way to beta test. And I notice I said most. I'm sure that there are consoles that let you and I'm sure that there are examples of where you can beta test this. That's not really the case that I'm talking about here. Most consoles tend to not give you a chance to beta test software, especially if that software is already live. So if it's a live game that's being updated on a continual basis, they don't give us a chance to test it on consoles. Now on PC, that tends to be different. Like for example, on an MMO, they're going to have a beta server Uh, where you can test changes before they get pushed to the live game. So they'll have a large pool of players that can tell them what's wrong with the game because there's too many different variables for them to try and work out. And that's what they're asking for here. 
I know it seems like you're beta testing live software that you've paid for, and that might be frustrating, but if you're frustrated by it, then you're going to have to help them out if you want it to be working uh, as as good as it can be. At least that, that's how I look at it. I don't think that they're, that they're asking you too much uh, to ask that. Does that make sense? All right. Let's uh, let's take a break and listen to a message from our sponsors. Hello, look. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, listen. Uh, listen here. We've got Discord for Switch. Really? No, not really. Uh, but there's this tweet, and everybody's going bananas about it. Uh, somebody, uh, Discord posted a Happy Mother's Day message. Cool. And then they said, uh, somebody replied, uh, Discord for Switch when? With a little mm, face. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to the show notes, runjumpstop.com. Click on the show notes. You see what I'm talking about. Discord replied, we would love to bring Discord to the Switch, but we'd need Nintendo's blessing for that to happen first. Vote up the idea here, and maybe it could be a thing someday. So if you click on the link that they uh, say, they say, what can we help you with? And you can uh, ask for Nintendo Switch to uh, be a platform that they bring Discord to. And a lot of people got really, really excited about this idea. Now, why would they get excited about this? Well, because Switch doesn't have a default voice cap, voice communications, which kind of sucks. I mean, yeah, you can use the the phone app, which is fine. It's not nearly as bad as everybody makes it out to be. Like, it's not the end of the world that you have to use this, but it's also not the best. Uh, it'd be much better if you could just do voice communications directly on the Switch. But you can't. And having Discord added to the Switch wouldn't change that. So well, I don't know why anybody's asking for this. I suppose I should explain. Nintendo doesn't allow you to multitask. So unless Discord became part of the operating system, you I don't think that you'd be able to use it the way that people want you to be able to use it. Now, if for some reason they did bring Discord to the Switch, what would it be like? Well, it would be just some other app and you would open it up and it would probably be used for voice communications, but not during a game. So what good is that? And, you know, typing messages to each other. Now, if the Switch is your only device, 
cool, I guess. I can see why you might want to be able to type messages to each other. I mean, we have a Discord for our community. You can find that over at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. And we have awesome conversations in there all the time. There's like 500 people in that Discord. So I can understand why people would want to be able to talk to other people using their Switch. I personally would never use it for that. And the reason is, is because the keyboard on the Switch, the, 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 um, the touch keyboard, the touch screen keyboard, what a disaster. Like that thing is terrible. It has terrible uh, prediction. The autocomplete's bad. And uh, sometimes I, I go to hit the screen and I hit a button and it just doesn't recognize that I am hitting a, a letter. So I have to hit some letters twice and that causes me to type things wrong all the time. But if you don't have any other device and you want to be able to talk to somebody on a Discord server, I guess I can get where you're coming from. Anyway, you can go ahead and vote it up all you want, but I don't think it's going to do anything for you. In fact, I think you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. Uh, Time travel versus teleportation is the newest Splatfest, which starts from or starts on the 17th. That's this weekend. Uh, Weekend? Let me make sure. Uh, Yeah, starts on this Friday and it goes until Saturday at 9 p.m. So you got all day for those two days to figure out which is going to win time travel or teleportation. Um, I don't know which side I fall down on. Uh, Time travel seems like it'd be great for being super rich, but then teleportation seems way more useful in your everyday life. So feel free to send me messages on Twitter and letting me know which one you think is better. Uh, Are you team teleportation or team time travel? I like team time travel mostly because I like alliteration. Okay, so uh, let me know why I'm wrong. Introducing the next generation from Nintendo, New Super Mario World, created especially for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. It's it's gone because it that that one's way too long, uh, and I've already recorded for past the half hour that I try and hit. I got an email from J Ray. Uh, they said, "Hey Bill, you posed a question about Wii U ports that would still be exciting." I never owned a Wii U, and I would really be excited for the following games. Wind Waker HD, hell yes, that would be fantastic. Pikmin Trilogy HD, or just Pikmin 3 if I can't get 1 and 2. Okay, I'm not a huge Pikmin fan. I think that they're great games, but they just don't appeal to me, uh, mostly because I don't like real-time strategy games very much. Uh, Super Mario 3D World, very, very fun uh, 3D platformer. Uh, So, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, These next two probably don't count because they're not exactly Wii U games, but Metroid Prime Trilogy HD, yes, please. And Mario Galaxy 1 and 2, yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, I would love to get those games on the Switch. And I know that there are people who get angry when a new port is uh, announced for the Switch. Like, oh boy, here we go with another port. Guess what? If you already played the damn thing, then just don't buy it. What do you care if somebody brings a port? Listen, Nintendo is not putting their best teams on it. They're putting a small number of developers that can probably nail the port really, really quickly in order to bring something from the Wii U to the Switch. And that allows people who didn't play these games the first time around or people who traded in their systems because they want didn't have enough money to buy a Switch without trading in their Wii U, it allows them to play a game that they want to play. 
So for those of you out there who are angry about ports all the time, all I can say is, God, get over it. You're still getting lots of games. And if you don't want it, you don't have to play a game just because it comes out on the platform. You don't have to. Nobody's forcing you to buy Metroid Prime Trilogy HD if it comes to the Nintendo Switch. So just let those of us who are excited about the ports be excited. And I guess I should take my own advice and say, if you want to be mad about it, be mad. It doesn't really affect me. I don't care if you're mad. Uh, Any of those, uh, he goes on to say, any of those would make me very happy as I'm not a big fan of most of the Nintendo franchises is putting out this year. Yeah, if you're not a fan of Fire Emblem or Luigi's Mansion or Pokemon, then maybe maybe this is a bad year for you and you're hoping for some ports, you know? Think about everything. Think about everything. All right, it's time to get out of here. Well, excuse me, princess. Become a part of the community over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. Like I mentioned before, you can also watch the show live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Get a hold of me by tweeting at runjump... At- excuse me, at runjumpstomp and use the hashtag Nintendo Switchcraft. If you want to support the show, runjumpstomp.com slash thank you is one way to do it. There's lots of ways. Uh, And you can also uh, check out my other podcasts over at runjumpstomp.com slash shows. The music that you are about to hear right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. It's awesome. Check out their stuff over at runjumpstomp.com slash music. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.